Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question. We honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we encourage you to support the stuff that you do enjoy by buying stuff, buying records, buying t-shirts, going and seeing bands, doing whatever you feel inclined to do to support those acts. doesn't matter if we don't like something. We're not striving to be professional critics, uh, tastemakers, or make objective value judgments on this show. We just want to put new stuff in front of you and encourage you to interact with it however you see fit. The format of the show is also very simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to, talk about them. That's all there is to it. If you want to submit music, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. If you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. Shout out to everybody who has been, uh, we've been getting a decent amount of new submitters and like first time yeah, listener slash submitters, which good. is really nice. It's always, it's always good to see like uh, returning names. Like we have a really solid roster of like a couple dozen reliable submitters that probably submit the vast majority of what we get on the show. Yeah. They're they're the ones that really carry the show. Right. For sure. Like no doubt. Uh, But it's always nice to get new people in the mix. It's really good. It is. And we've been getting a lot of that lately. I think we have a couple of those in the show tonight. And and I feel like the new people aren't uh, maybe as uh, in tune perhaps with, uh, what we like, what we don't like. Right, which is good in, in both directions. Because yeah. they could send something in that's a wild miss. That's, that's purely fine. organic. That's fine. It's it's fine and it's fun. It's a purely organic one. It's not one that's tailored to like raise our hackles. So that's fun. Or they could send something in that's like outside of, outside of our purview or our normal uh, submitter's purview. That totally takes us by surprise and is really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So either way you, you, you swing, it's a, it's a good thing. I don't really have anything this week at all, um, like no philosophical pontification or anything like that. I just wanted to do a shout-out to a zine project that looks really cool. Uh, One of the cooler things that I've seen in a long time, and I know that Damien is a weekly listener, so I'm shouting him out on here to encourage him to take this more seriously and do it more. So Damien, who people will know from Culture, from Morning Again, from As Friends Rust, Mm -hmm. from his solo project, Damien Dunn, uh, from one uh, secret solo project that we've had on the show, but that I won't reveal, won't break, I won't uh, force him into breaking kayfabe on that project. Um, he is doing, he did one issue of the zine quite a while back, and then there was a big amount of time that lapsed between that one and this one that he just announced. But he does the zine, it's on its second issue, it's called Lore. And it's one of the sickest ideas for a zine ever. It's basically dedicated to demos that he that were very pivotal pivotal and influential for him mm-hmm. in some way that have been lost to time that are way out of print or whatever and he compiles a zine with his own musings about the demo maybe interviews with the band members things like that and then represses the demo on cassette to make it more widely available oh yeah that's sick which is such a good idea the the second half of that yeah it's sick yeah exactly i mean all of it is fucking sick right, right? like just touching base uh, with members of a band that played in something that was important to you as a kid and just mm-hmm. exposing it to a wider audience is cool, but then putting it at reissuing it on tape is fucking awesome. Um, it's so yeah, it's called Lore. Uh, the one that he just announced is a Florida band called Timescape Zero. 
um, with this uh, demo that came out in like 92 called, uh, I think it's called Welcome to the Welcome to the Kali Yuga. And I know it featured for at least a while Rich Thurston, who was actually at the Sick of It All Life of Agony show. And I said, what's up to Rich played in Culture and a bunch of other bands. Uh, he played in Terror and the very early incarnations of Terror. He's played in a bunch of fucking bands over the years. And I think it fe featured maybe another member of Culture, like future member of Culture. Uh, and they were like an early 90s Florida hardcore band that was very important to, to Damien. And it just looks like a really fucking cool project that I would love to see done on a slightly larger scale and with more regularity. Obviously, it's not a thing you can do a ton because I'm sure there's red tape in terms of just getting all the band members on board for a project like that. And then, you know, you have to wait for turnaround time on cassettes and like you have to be able to justify the cost because even if you're only pressing 50 cassettes, it's still costing you a few hundred bucks. You know what I mean? So well, it's also a proper zine. Like, it, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, but even like a quarterly release, mm -hmm. even two times a year mm -hmm. would be fucking cool. And it's something that I would full flat out just like subscribe to if mm -hmm. there was a subscription service. Oh, yeah, I knew I was sure. getting something three, four times a year. Yeah. It's such a sick idea for a zine. Probably the coolest idea for something in that realm that I've seen in a long time. So I wanted to shout out Damien for having a genuinely very cool idea, doing a cool thing and hopefully encourage him. I'll hopefully encourage our listeners to go check into that. I, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I think it just got announced today. So I'm not sure what the details on the like timetable for the release are or anything, but I think he has the tapes in hand. Uh, so I think it's coming pretty soon. And then, like I said, hopefully encourage Damien to like take it more seriously and do it. Cause it's, it's really fucking sick. So you got anything to talk about this week? No, man, I feel like shit. I'm, work's got me fucking, you know, whatever. I can tell you're down in the dumps. I got people up my fucking ass at work. Yeah. Uh, which is very unusual for me. It is very unusual for you. One of the things that you've enjoyed most about this job for the duration of time that you've had it is that nobody's ever up your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, I got a new boss who now decides that he needs to be a part of literally every fucking conversation that I'm having. Right, yeah. And it's not just me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just whatever. Who cares? Boo fucking who. Sure. Right? I feel like shit. Yeah. I look like shit. <laughs> I need to get a haircut. I think you look all right. Ugh. You look great for your age. We already talked. We talked. We touched on it last week. I, I got to get a haircut so fucking bad. My hair hasn't been this long since I was, I don't know, in, in 20 years. A haircut would do you good for sure. I, I think I think if you get a haircut, you'll be feeling like a new man. I hate, I hate, I hate the, here's the thing. I hate the fucking process. Yeah. Like, I hate describing how I want my hair to be cut. Sure. You know, I hate finding... I have a barber, but he had to get... It, it, long story short, I haven't been to a barber in a long fucking time because I'm fucking weird, and I'm not just going to walk into a random shop and then get used to a new dude. Sure, yeah, I mean, right? yeah. Right? Yeah. So, whatever. You know, I just got... I, I, whatever. I'm in a fucking bad mood. My hair looks like shit. <laughs> my job's treating me like shit. Right. Yeah, I could tell you were in a bad mood when I came in, but I didn't want to. Pry, didn't want to pry. So yeah. I could. I could definitely tell you're down in the dumps. I'm sorry to hear, but yeah, yeah. hopefully we hear something tonight that it, it's gonna it's gonna rouse you right out of your existential slump. Yeah, it'd have to be something real good. I yeah. would imagine. But well, you know, the I'm looking at the list. There's some things in the list that look good. There's some good stuff in the list for sure. So. Okay, cool. Well, that's fine. I'm sure nobody will be mad about us giving them an especially th short preamble this week. So let's uh, let's just jump into the queue. So first up, we have got The Lousy. This comes to us from Caius. It's called Another Lousy Tape. It's a band out of Boston, Massachusetts, playing some iteration of metal punk, crusty metal punk. I've seen this name uh, just in the mix socially, but I haven't listened to it yet. Mm -hmm. 
Then we have got wet specimens with over pale bodies. I've been waiting for this joint. It's mm-hmm. the uh, the wet specimens LP is officially out. Wet specimens was a really early band we had on this show. Yep. Um, like first few episodes. First few episodes, we had Eric's other band, Mystery Girl, on the show, which is also great. I forged a, a friendship with Eric because of the early episodes of this show. Eric is the fucking man. This band rules. I'm very stoked to check this out, and it's going to be in my uh, listening rotation this week, whether or not we hear it tonight or not. Uh, whether or not we hear it or not. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm, on, I'm on point tonight. I just got an email about this recently. So. Right on. Then we have got Slant with their demo 2023. Slant we also had on the show uh, when their LP came out like two years ago, I want to say. On Iron Lung? Yeah, Slant fucking rules. They are a Korean hardcore band that plays ripping old school uh, low low gain hardcore punk. Really, really fucking good shit. I'm stoked to check this out. I'm sure it's going to rip. Uh, that was sent in to us by Rory. Uh, I also forgot to mention Tyler Hammer from the Kings of Punk podcast, Leaking Head, etc. Sent us the Wet Specimens LP. Then we have got uh, High Hazy. I don't know if that's how you pronounce this. They're, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, this was sent to us by Jay from Colt Bratz, who is uh, is the man in terms of just keeping us abreast of like European shit, like uh, Western and Eastern European shit alike. He's always sending us cool European stuff. Sometimes not that cool European stuff, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. I'm always uh, I always appreciate I, his submissions. Yeah, for sure. This uh, he described as being like punk with some with some rap influence. Okay. Um, and that we just needed to listen to it to understand it. Okay. So, well, apparently it has members of Ekebuba in it. Yes, it does. Yep. Um, then we have got Sisters with Leech Eater. This was sent in by Pete uh, from the UK. This is a band out of San Diego, California, who evidently features a couple guys who have been in other bands that Pete likes and holds in high regard. But when I check their discogs, they're not bands that I'm super familiar with other than like a couple names that are passingly familiar mm-hmm. that share members with other bands that I am familiar with. Okay. Right? So they're kind of, they're those guys who have like been around forever, probably never achieved any, any, any sort of real notoriety, but are nonetheless lifer guys. Just a couple of losers. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of losers like us. Yeah. Right? Yes. Kindred spirits. Um, he said, this is like melodic, somewhat melodic stuff that is still heavy. Uh, then we've got Pains with Smoldering Willows slash The Suffering is the Point. This was sent in by Tyler, a different Tyler, not Tyler Hammer. This is a band from Rockford, Illinois, playing some iteration of, like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> grindy grindy metal shit. Yeah. Uh, what you laughing at? Uh, if we land on it, I'll mention it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, then we've got Coffin, that's C-O-F-F-I-N, like an acronym, with Australia Stops. This was sent in to us by Brody, who simply said Australia rocks. Oh. Indeed, Australia Indeed. does rock. I'm sure that this is probably good merely by the fact that it's from Australia and it's made its way to us. Then we've got Pretending with Pretending slash Horse. This is, uh, oh, I'm sorry, this is a split with Horse. This was sent to to us by uh, Dan, who plays drums in this band, who said he is a uh, new listener who really enjoys the show, and whether or not we like this or not, he appreciates what we do. So thank you, Dan, for listening and for sending this our way. He described it as kind of screamy punk stuff. I see scrams in the... uh, in the tags and the song titles or the songs uh, are all under a minute. So I'm guessing this is going to be like some orchid bucket full of teeth style yeah. uh, emo violence kind of shit. Yeah. Then he we kind of, he kind of, he kind of 
set a set set up the picture when he said uh even if you don't like it yeah yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> no doubt uh although i will say i've been on a big uh i've, I've been on like a big orchid page 99 kick lately so Jesus. maybe it, maybe it'll hit me um then we've got pack rat with bite my tongue this is uh a band out of vancouver uh this was sent in by Vinny, who just said really good music it looks cool as shit it looks cool that's so when i like when i opened the link to this i was like Damn. Okay. They they had like a they had a set designer. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like they 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 they, they put some thought into somebody this. Somebody put some thought and somebody put some money into it. Right? Yes, for sure. There's some thought and money into this. It looks cool. So the presentation is very slick. Uh, and then last up, we have got a band that many of our listeners are probably familiar with, and just as many probably aren't. It's Toner with Haters Anthem. Uh, this is just a two-song release. Toner is known for doing these, like, two-song singles and shit and then later compiling them onto LPs and collections and shit like that. Toner is, like, your, your sort of... Uh, it's like the epitome of the, the, the postmodern shoegaze band comprised of, like, punk and hardcore types. I love this band a lot. Uh, I imagine that a lot of people who are in my age range and a little younger in our listenership are already hip to this, and a lot of the 35-plus crowd probably are not. If we land on this, we'll talk about it more. And uh, if not, I recommend you go check out Toner because they're one of my favorite bands doing it. So uh, let's roll the dice and see what's up first. All right. One. All right. One is The Lousy with another Lousy Tape, a band from Boston. Um, I want to feel like... I don't know, man. I, this name is really familiar to me. I don't... Maybe we had him in the queue before, but never actually listened yeah, to him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really remember. The name just sounds really familiar. I know they're Boston area. Maybe Shane uh, from Anthropophagus and, like, you know, um, Highball has mentioned him. I don't know. But let's listen to it. Let's find out what it's all about. The first song... Oh, so it's two originals and an Amoebics cover. Yeah. I actually just listened to Arise the other day. Boy, that record holds up. Um, so we'll just listen to the first song on this. We're going to listen to Breaking Wheel by The Lousy off of another Lousy Tape.
was Breaking Wheel by the Lousy off of another Lousy tape. That was really fucking good, man. Yeah, that was... So, seeing the Arise of Mavix cover, seeing the skeletons and all that, I'm kind of like, all right, here sure. we go. But it was a little different than I this, expected. This, this was much smarter. Oh, yeah. And had a lot more going on than it... Than it Gives you at first glance. For sure. I expected like straight up, stre- it's like stenchcore stuff. Yes. And this wasn't that. This was interesting because this was like, this was like Scandi Melodeth by way of crust. Right. And and it, it honestly, this, I think this tiptoed as close to the line as you can get mm-hmm. without just becoming too melodic Agreed. and a little too inflamesy and a little too corny for me. For sure. Like, this tiptoed right up the line, and I thought it was really good. The bass player was carrying a lot of fucking melody. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. And, and it, everything was, I mean, th- those guys were players. Big-time players. I mean, everyone was playing their ass off. The bass stood out because the tone was really the tone good. Was, yeah. And, and it cut through the mix, and also you just don't normally hear a bass player playing like that. But everybody was firing on all cylinders here. This was recorded really well. The vocals sounded fucking awesome. Everything about this is great. And the interesting thing about doing the, like, Scandi Melodeth stuff via Crust is that's not really a route that's often taken. Usually when you find this kind of like stenchcore influenced like metal punk crust kind of stuff, they're pulling from different reaches of the death metal or thrash metal mm-hmm. canon than the 90s Melodeth stuff. And to hear the, that influence incorporated so well into sort of a, a broader crust format right. was really impressive because this did walk right up to the line. It it flirted with melodies that in a different setting because like if you had taken this exact same sort like those same melody lines and put them in like a prayer for cleansing style metalcore act yeah i was gonna i don't give a shit take that shit take okay take those same some of those same elements you know of songwriting and melody put them in a band that has like a fucking you know, that shows up on Metal Injection. Right, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, Don't care. If you put this on, like, if this is, like, 2002 Ferret or Trust Kill Metalcore with the same influences, I don't give a shit about yeah. it. But dirtied up in this way, run through that sort of, like, mm-hmm. lens of, like, crusty filth, it was perfect. Yeah. And they, as you mentioned, they strode right up to the line without crossing it, which... Uh, which displays, like, uh, a sense of tasteful restraint mm-hmm. that I think you can detect all throughout this song because they never go over it. Yep. They get damn fucking close. Like, when that bass solo was coming in, that would be easy to be overindulgent, but it actually worked here, which I think is really impressive. Yeah. yeah. This is good. This is great, in fact. I really wish there was more than just three songs on this so I could justify snatching up a tape yeah, three of songs and one of them's a cover yeah exactly I, I can't I can't do it right now yeah, sorry I can't, I can't justify buying a tape of two originals and a cover but there's a crazy amount of effort that went into I know into it. the like, art looks fucking the awesome the art looks fucking sick yeah and then I looked it up on um, Sore Mind you know uh, the, the not label. the band camp but the labels yeah. page and you know the tape package is pretty nice right that, that, that it's got like um, I, I want to say like a, like a an, almost like an OB strip over the actual artwork for the fucking release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, yep. and it, it's in the spine of the tape, and it just looks fucking sick. But then I'm like, but it's only three songs, and one of them's a fucking cover. Yeah, if you could have even just given us two more originals, you know, four yeah. originals and a cover, okay, I'll buy that tape. I'm, pay, I'm paying a dollar a song plus shipping. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I yeah. have enough music, especially with songs running four minutes at a time. I got enough music that I can put this on. 
and like listen to it through while I'm doing something yeah. else. You know what I mean? Whereas this is over before you know it. And like I said, I, I mean, sick cover cover arise. It's a great fucking song by a great band that deserves more recognition in the modern era, no doubt. But to cap off, you know, two original songs, it's not quite enough for me to justify owning this physically. But hey, if you're more of a collector that just likes having artifacts, by all means, buy this because this band fucking rocks. Yeah. And uh, I hope that we get more material out of them soon because this is really fucking good. Well, they released a five song tape last year. I saw that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and check that so, out for sure. Yeah, yeah, good shit. Very good stuff. Good shit. Um, all right, what's uh, what's next? If you were undead, yeah, would you? Just form an army and fight for eternity. Yeah, of course. I dude. wouldn't. Why? It's too much fucking work. Yeah, but why not? I've been given the gift of undeath. I'm what? not squandering it. What else are you going to do with I it? I have literally no ambition. Yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? Like, I what do I, I have nothing, <laughs> nothing to live for because I'm undead. <laughs> if, if I could choose, if I could choose any path of undeath, though, I would probably go like a lich route, where yeah. I was just in the pursuit, like the solitary pursuit of like. Uh, esoteric knowledge. Yeah, I'd probably go that route. Honestly, yeah. if I if I could choose any path, right? Lich. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just like I'm looking at. It's like, all right, well, we're, let's go into this battle where my 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 weak skeletal frame <laughs> is going to get shot and smashed to pieces. No. Yeah, you're just gonna. Yeah, it's true. You're probably just gonna get hacked apart by Nords. Yeah. in the crypt somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no true. way. True enough. <laughs> okay, what's next? Eight. All right, eight is Pack Rat with the Bite My Tongue EP. I have a feeling this is going to be as far on the opposite end of the spectrum musically from what we just heard as is humanly possible. You, you know what? You know what's gonna. This is going to hinge on I think a lot. What's that? Is how much shine is on this? I agree for sure. I mean, that's how it always is with this kind of stuff. I can you can tell by looking at this without even looking at the tags. This is going to be power pop. There right. is a, a Fender. I can't tell what that is. Like a a, a twin reverb or something of the a vibratone. Uh -huh. You know something. Like I, I that. don't even need to look at the instruments. I just need to look at the attire. The attire. There's a fucking you know we got like the mid century modern like shag carpet uh -huh. with records and like a velvet painting right. Sort of like disaffected coolness hanging yeah, out. We know what's happening. There's here. black and white stripes and R things. Right. <laughs> and then like <laughs> yeah, the yeah, other yeah. the other picture there's, you know, a fucking ELO record front and center. Okay, sure, sure, sure. So. Yeah, so let's see uh let's see if they do it. Let's see if they ex exercise the same sort of tasteful restraint uh albeit in a different genre than the Lousy just did. So we're going to listen to the title track. We're going to hear Bite My Tongue off the EP of the same name by the band Pack Rat from Vancouver.
That was by my tongue off of the EP of the same name by the band Pack Rat from Vancouver. Yeah, I thought that was really good. That uh, that was definitely a lot harsher than I maybe expected it to be by looking at it. That kind of sat right in the the sweet spot where I like a lot of my power pop too in, in that it's equally influenced by like 60s garage, uh, 70s proto-punk, uh, like early to mid 70s proto-punk and like late 70s 77 era uk punk and power pop of you know like uh the undertones the buzzcocks that kind of stuff yeah thought that this was really good very competent super catchy we'll for sure listen to the rest of this and i noticed uh when i was looking at their previous record glad to be forgotten from december of 2021 that it came out on drunken sailor so obviously they got you know they got a little name name recognition behind them drunken yeah. sailor is a, a serious real deal record label uh so i guess i this just slipped through the cracks for me somehow but i like this a lot yeah this was pretty good this yeah. was it was harsher than i expected i was expecting honestly i was you know I just expected a little more saccharine sweet. Agree. Right? Just looking at it, yeah. Just looking at it, right? Yeah. Homeboy with the guitar. Sure. Kind of looks like... Looks like a soft little guy. He looks he, he looks like a... Um, if, if things went better for Jay Retard. Yeah, yeah, true. Or he looks like he might he might uh, be reluctant to bear the ring across Middle Earth. You know yeah. what I mean? He looks yeah. like he might he does. take a yeah. little convincing to yeah. hurl the ring into the fires of Mount Doom. Right. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's a it's a it's a softer group of folks. Uh, and I expected the music to maybe veer in that direction too, but it was punkier. It had more bite than I expected to, and uh, that was refreshing. I liked it a lot. Homeboys and Chain Whip. Uh, which one? With the guitar. Oh, the main guy. Yeah. Okay. Sick. Hell yeah. There you go. So there you go. There you go. There, he's got he's got real deal credentials. Yeah. Um. That makes uh, at that, least he was. I don't know if he still. Whatever. Was. Yeah. If you if you were if you were ever in chain. With According him. to the internet, he still is. Okay. I don't know what anybody that's in any band looks like. Yeah. 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 For sure. Unless I meet them. And even then, I forget. I for, I often forget. <laughs> I do often forget. No right? doubt. Yeah. For sure. My brain is malleable. Yeah. The human visage is malleable. For sure. I'm horrible at recognizing names of faces. I used to dude. be really good at recognizing faces anyway. Oh, yeah. But I'm, better, I'm better at recognizing faces than names. Dude, but. here's one thing. Yeah. I've seen three people in the past week mm -hmm. with work-related stuff. Sure. That I knew like 20 years ago. Right. And, you know, seeing them like recently, mm -hmm. no fucking clue who they were. Dude, I, I have that issue for sure. Like, I... I I, think, I don't know if I've told it on this show before, but I reintroduced myself to a guy I spent a full weekend with one time, and it was only like six months later. And yeah. I was like, hey, nice to meet you. And he, he was like, hey, man. <laughs> that doesn't speak well. He was like, hey, man, we were on the same tour. And yeah. I was like, uh, oh, yeah. He was like, we stayed at the house in Pittsburgh. Remember? And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My well, bad, yeah, dude. Yeah, so, you know, I don't pay attention a lot of times. Yeah, for sure. But I think this was more just like years gone by and people's, people just change. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, my God, you guys look old. What happened? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, well, we know why. Huh? We know why people age rapidly. Well, one of them was talking about hitting the fucking local brewery that evening. Uh, so. See, there you go. <laughs> there's, the, there's your answer yeah. right there. It, uh, just to remind everybody, the whole uh, the thing where that everybody loved posting a few years back where you know studies show a drink a day was good for you. 
Not true. All not, the studies not, show not now even, not even a drop of alcohol is good it, for you. Not even a drop in your entire life. Not a drop in your entire life is good for you. Right? Not ever, not under any circumstances. Right. You, you might as well you, you you might as well just fucking sandblast your telomeres. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? You're falling apart. Yeah. I, I was always I always thought that was a spurious claim and uh I, I You know, here's yeah, it is a spurious claim. I love here's my thing. I love I love I'm like, hey, listen, we've been on this straight kick now for a couple a weeks, couple weeks sure. it's mostly just a fucking yeah, you know, yeah, feed dicks because sure. i don't actually give a fuck right right i mean i ain't i ain't i ain't taking poison <laughs> right yeah sure but i don't care right, I mean, right. You, you're more than welcome sure do whatever makes you, know? you happy but i love i love it when people start reaching for like any excuse like well it was the only way to keep water from getting contaminated <laughs> yeah yeah 500 <laughs> right. years yeah. ago yeah. yeah in ancient mesopotamia right. <laughs> beer beer is responsible for the modern world it was a substitute for water and bread <laughs> it's like well yeah but you know what that was a long ass time ago you know what else was a big a key component in building the modern world slaves Yes. We got rid of those. We got rid of, <laughs> obviously, no good. Oh, yeah, we, we as a society recognize, yo, this is not good. Right. This is not a good institution. Right. We got to get rid of this. Right. And you know what? Honestly, yeah, probably for the better. <laughs> Almost certainly. Actually, there are more. Well, technically, there's more slaves on planet Earth now That's than true. there were 200 years ago. That's true. But they're not building monuments. They're catching shrimp. <laughs> they're just they're, catching shrimp. They're shanghai on <laughs> shrimp boats in the Indian Ocean. <laughs> and they're building phones. And they're mining lithium. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're, Good God. They're not building the Sphinx. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, <laughs> now that we've walked down that path, so quickly pivoted you, to slavery. You're, you're the one that brought I did that it. Up. I did. I know that's my bad for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, What's, uh, what's next tonight? All right. Four. Okay, this is uh, Sisters with Lee Cheater. I got to be honest, you know, I see art that looks like this. I say, no way, Jose. It's not for me. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know I was I mean? thinking the same thing. This the logo, is, the art. I'm yeah. like, oh, come on, guys. Yeah, this is the, just by appearances. It's not anything that uh, would ever appeal to me, but I'm always ready to be pleasantly surprised. Um, let me make sure there was not a particular song recommended to us here. Uh, there was not. Uh, they have the first song queued up to play, so that's uh, as good a song as any to me. We'll hear Born Again by Sisters off of Leech Eater.
All right, we just heard Born Again by Sisters off of Leech Eater. You know, everything I say uh, stands about the aesthetic. This desperately needs a reskin, but I was pleasantly surprised by the music, actually. I thought this was pretty good. thought this was pretty damn good. This I, is- I like the fact that this didn't veer in, because the guitar tone sounded great. Yeah, for sure. The guitar sounded fucking great. That main riff I really liked a lot. This is this is a, this is a vintage Cabs band. Yeah. You you look on stage, it's right. two guys with a wall of, like, right. tens of thousands of dollars of amps behind them. Right. Sure. And, and this... You know, looking on fucking Discogs and shit and looking at descriptors and so forth, it's hard to pin this down. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, at least that track anyway. But with that track, I'm glad that they didn't go full-on fucking, like, sludge trope bullshit. They I agree. They kind of kept it, aside from, you know, they, they kind of kept it light and airy. For sure. You know? Yeah, So, so this definitely had elements of the kind of sludgy post-metal stuff that veered out of metal like torch you know like songs for singles era torch or like even like the lighter kylesa stuff Mm -hmm. but it also had a ton of like the heavier uh parts of the hum catalog in it and a ton of like 90s heavy crunchy post hardcore like uh like jawbox comes Mm -hmm. to mind immediately there's a lot of jawbox in this there's a lot of burning airlines there's a lot of chavez that kind of stuff i was going to mention there's a there's a lot of 90s in this yes for sure and that's probably appropriate given the vintage of some of the uh, other dudes in this band and the thing is if you if you reskin this with like better graphic design and you go for a more kind of like vintage 90s aesthetic on this yeah yeah this reaches a whole different audience yes because this puts you like this cover just like puts you squarely in old man territory yes it does you know this it is puts you this is this is straight up fucking craft brew. this is ipa this rock. is this right is, yeah. but if you reskin this and you have a, a smarter more tasteful presentation a more thoughtful aesthetic you're you're playing this this stuff is playing great with the 25 year old crowd 100 the the last release I'm not fully on board with it, but I think make it, it looked, hurt. Yeah, I think yeah. The aesthetic it's, looks a little. It's better. better, certainly. Yeah. It's better. It's it's less like over the top with like, yeah, man, we're playing, we're playing a bar where it's sponsored by some local brewery, and, right? You know, and we've got tattoo art, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. So looks like shit. Sounds surprisingly good. We'll actually probably spend the rest oh, of this week sure. and uh, and see if the rest of it hits me because you know, full disclosure, this could veer into a space pretty easily that no longer appeals to me but if everything is as tasteful and as dialed in as that was probably like the rest of this record a lot actually yeah i don't i don't i don't want to hear these guys like full-on bellowing no the pensive low in the mix vocals were also a, a, a real big asset to yeah. this for sure for sure liked this way more than i expected to i i fully expected this to be like a hey good on you guys for keep for keeping at it but it's not for me surprisingly pretty goddamn good yeah um all right what's next Good night so far. So far, it's pulling me out of those fucking, pulling me out of the mud. That's just it's just what you needed, just what the doctor ordered. Five. Okay, this is uh, this is the Australian band we got in the mix tonight. Coffin with Australia stops. Um, wasn't recommended any particular track, and there's only three songs available for this right now. From this right now, um, it's said that the whole record comes out on May 24th of this year, um, but that doesn't appear to be the case unless the rest of the record is like streaming on the websites uh, or on the labels website or Bandcamp or whatever. I don't really know. Uh, we'll just jump in where they want us to. So we're gonna listen to the first song. We're gonna hear "Give Me a Bite" by Coffin off of Australia Stops. Thank you. 
So that was Give Me a Bite by Coffin off of Australia Stops. How'd you feel about that? All right. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. You, I, I, I thought it was good. Yeah. I'm just not feeling this at this moment. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I thought we had... Did we... I think I'm familiar with this band on an earlier release. They had a... They had... Um, a release in 2020, Children of Finland Fighting in Norway. Yeah. I guess that's what their band name acronym stands for. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, and then that release in 2019 looks awfully familiar as well. Be Gone? Yeah. Yeah, that does look kind of familiar. Uh, according to the write-up here, says that they've been around for 18 years. Yeah. But looking at their discogs, their first release is in 2014, which is not even 10 years ago. So maybe they were kicking around, maybe in like true pub rock style, they were really like a pub band for fucking eight years and then finally released. I don't know, man. It's, it's tough to impossible. say because these guys also not straight edge. It's tough to tell how old they uh, are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They and look like they could be pushing. It looks like they could be pushing being in a band for 18 years. Yeah. But then they also look like maybe they're just a rough 28. <laughs> I, bet, I, I bet they're probably a little older than me, if I had to guess. Yeah. I bet they're like... 37 yeah probably right around there mm -hmm. i thought this was awesome i definitely understand not being in the mood for this in the moment this hit me just right though uh this is you know stooges all day plus plenty of like the australian pub rock stuff that sure. they're pulling from it's very much in that sure. tradition um you know if this came out in this is punk only by merit of the fact that punk later came to exist right like if this came out in 1973 and punk as like a, right. a, a well-defined form never came out this would just be remembered well remembered as a great hard rock record yeah this was just very competent hard rock right. it's not doing anything new it's very much playing the hits mm -hmm. but it's doing a really good job of it uh, I mean, I guess if you're looking for another modern uh, comparison, like uh, people coming from the punk side of stuff that's playing hard rock, that is this straight up, that last like Alien Nose job LP is very mm -hmm. much in the same vein. Sure. You know what I mean? Same, same fucking continent. Australia. You know what I mean? So this stuff is in the water there. They have a very long tradition of this kind of stuff that in fairness, like this isn't just like an emerging trend in Australia or something, people that are bandwagoning or whatever, like pub rock and hard rock and shit in Australia has a continuous through line from its inception to now that is unbroken. Sure. That's a long tradition. If this were released in 73, the moniker punk would only be added because that was the hot thing. Right, yes, exactly, for right? sure. Right, or like, you know, 70, 76 or whatever. This is just great, like, proto-punky hard rock stuff. Yeah. I liked it a lot. We'll definitely check out the rest of this. If you liked this and you live in North America, Goner, uh, did the uh, did Makes the sense. the yeah did the North American release? Um, it's coming out September fifteenth. So this dropped on May twenty fourth, like these three songs digitally. Yeah. But the full release comes out on September fifteenth. So if you like to keep an eye out, Goner will have it up uh, presumably in the middle of September. Uh, if I like the other songs that I hear on this, I might just pick up a copy of it. I, I thought this was really good. There you go. All right, what's next? One. Okay, one is the new pa uh, new wet specimens over pale bodies. Stoked that we landed on this uh, because, you know, new listeners may not may not know about Wet Specimens. Uh, like I said, we had them right at the beginning of the show. I fucking love this band. This band rules. They do death rocky stuff like hardcore and punk influence death rock stuff of a variety that is not often done in the modern era. And when it is done is not often done nearly as well. Um, Tyler said that the title track is great. Uh, but that cursed ethic is also one of his track, uh, his favorite tracks on here. If you know, if he's got like a favorite track and he sent it into us, 
let's go with that. Okay. So we're going to listen to Cursed Ethic by Wet Specimens off of Overpale Bodies. <laughs> Cursed Ethic by Wet Specimens off of Overpale Bodies. Once again, I think that the inclusion of like OG West Coast death rock influences in this is really what sets this stuff apart. It's playing, you know, they're playing a mid-tempo kind of grimy hardcore punk that is has over the past few years since this band formed become uh, markedly more popular Mm -hmm. uh, than it's probably ever been in mainstream spaces, like mainstream hardcore, straight up capital H hardcore spaces than it's ever been, certainly. And I think that the way that uh, Eric and company incorporate those death rock influences in here really, really sets them apart. Like that sort of chorus laden guitar, but not like shimmering chorus, like, vibrating uncomfortable christian death style chorus on the guitars helps a lot i think it's sick if you want another analog to this band uh that is not nearly as well celebrated i would also recommend anybody who likes uh death rock and is looking for uh kind of heavier elements incorporated into it check out burning image from bakersfield they're like a early to mid uh 80s death rock slash kind of hardcore band um from Bakersfield who I have to imagine like just with the credentials of everybody in this band they got to be pulling from somewhat 
really fucking sick band. So if you like this, go check out that band too. That's like one of the only other real, like it's not an A to B, but it's kind of a close analog. Um, yeah, I thought this was really good. I already was planning to listen to this LP. Um, hearing this, uh, further cemented that decision. It's been a minute since I've checked in on West specimens. Yeah. Um, this seemed, it, the recording sounds fucking great. It's big and booming. Yeah. Will Killingsworth did it. Yeah. Um, well, somebody named Will did it. It doesn't say. It's at Dead Air. Oh, that's Will. That's Will's studio. Go. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I, I know what his studio is called. So. Um, so anyway, yeah, this was, this, this seemed bigger and noisier. For sure. And more, this track anyway, more firmly and sort of like mid-tempo hardcore. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was pretty sick. Yeah, it's good. We'll check out the rest of this LP. Hope that it gets the shine it deserves. Eric books a bunch of cool shows uh, up in uh, western New York. He plays in a bunch of sick bands. He's been around forever. He puts on for bands that he likes, and uh, he plays in fucking cool-ass groups that deserve a lot more recognition, in my opinion. So hopefully people like this LP and buy it. Um, if you like it, go buy a copy of it. It's out now. You can buy it from their band camp. It's sick. Yeah, brand uh, slash. Uh, all right, what's uh, what's next? Two. Okay, I'm interested. I'm I'm certainly interested. This is uh high hi hazy again. I don't know if that's how this is pronounced. H e i h a i z i. Their self-titled record. This is out on uh, Turbo Discos out of Germany, which I think is the second thing that's out on Turbo Discos tonight. Um, yeah, that Pack Rat stuff. Mm. The Europe, they Turbo Discos did the European release for that okay. too, actually. Um, so yeah, like I said, this is evidently punk with some hip-hop influence i'm interested to see how that goes um jay said we should listen to the song dick skinner which is the second song on side b so we're going to listen to dick skinner by this band whose name i can't pronounce off their self-titled lp oh yeah dick skinner <laughs> That was Dick. Right. That was Dick Skinner by Hi 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 off their self-titled release. I, I I forgot to mention this band is from Croatia as well. Uh, how'd you feel about that? This was okay. This was more firmly rooted in eight, the eighties than I expected it to be. Yeah, agreed for sure. Um, I just hearing the word hip hop and hardcore, I'm expecting a modern version of that. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm not expecting the first off like the juvenile 
yeah. topics of the songs, which yeah. is a nice thing. For sure, yeah. Right? right? How many fucking Gizmo songs are about beating your meat? Indeed. And, like, looking at fat tits? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, it's, a cl- it's classic. Right? Yeah. So, like, there's there's that classic 80s crude juvenile aspect to it. Sure. Musically, this was more firmly rooted in the 80s as well. Very much so. And I guess, I don't know, at least in this track, the hip-hop was in the lyrical delivery. Yeah, exactly. And it's the write-up, the very brief write-up here, like, you know, talks about Beastie Boys, like early Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that makes sense for sure. I mean, even musically, you can hear the DNA of, like, Egg Raid on Mojo era punk, you know, early hardcore punk Beastie mm-hmm. Boys, or even some of the like mid '90s uh, Beastie Boys hardcore material off of like Aglio Eolio or something like that. And the the vocal delivery with like the overlapping or sort of like dual vocals where they're kind of reinforcing each other and doing ad libs and stuff is very Beastie Boys or like again. 80s hip-hop like we're talking about like run dmc or like fucking cold crush crew style hip-hop not at all modern not this is e-town concrete this is not downset this is not right right uh beastie boys is probably the most apt comparison to this yeah my interest is peaked i thought this was pretty good it was fun it was well done it was recorded pretty well this isn't necessarily the thing that i'm reaching for but if i'm in the right mood and this comes on yeah i might i might sit with this for a while i uh, and the songs are are very very short the songs are short but there's 13 of them yeah for sure so that track anyway there this does i think it, if that track is a good example of what this album is like i think you kind of get stuck in a rut maybe here that's very possible for sure right i this might be a thing i can handle in in small doses right i thought it was pretty good you know what i mean and definitely i think it just being different than what i expected it to be was a boon in and of itself i don't know how interested i would be in this like i said on any given day but catch me on a good day i'm like yeah okay that's pretty good yeah um it it definitely doesn't suck no i'll give it that and like i said i i definitely appreciate the uh the uh I guess just being stuck in the past. Sure. Lyrically, sonically, and everything. Absolutely. So let's roll the dice one more time. We only got a couple messages to listen to, so let's uh, let's get the f- our full our full spread of the uh, the upper limit of what we promised seven instead of five. Okay. I thought it was ten. Oh, uh, what? I thought it was ten. Oh yeah, ten. Yeah, that's right. Ten is what we shoot for. Um, two again. Okay, two is pains. You said you had something that you wanted to bring up if we landed on this. I did. So this is Smoldering Willows slash The Suffering is on point. This is a band from Rockford, Illinois. What did you want to discuss about so this? So zoom in on the picture of the band. Okay. All right. All right, checking them out here. <clears throat> what, am I, uh, what am I looking for? They kind of look like, in character creation on, like, a video game, uh-huh. the same bass. <laughs> and you're just changing like weight and hair a little bit you're, and like accessories. You're 100% right. These guys are doing the exact thing that I've warned bands against doing. <laughs> like they really look it really looks like three different versions of the same dude. <laughs> yeah, for with sure. With slight differences in weight, hair and 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 like yeah, glasses. Like in, you know, like yeah, you can add like, you know, blemishes or like age to characters yeah. or whatever. There may be some variations there, right. you know what I mean? Right. You're absolutely right. Um, I also really don't like the, boy, I don't like the album cover. Um, I I think calling this an album cover is probably not even uh, accurate because it's two songs released digitally. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's it's a... it's a photo of burning sh- bullshit, like paper and stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but just like the, I don't like the, I don't like the font of the logo. Um, I don't like the presentation of this. It's like very processed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
frankly, I don't like the look of the. I don't, <laughs> I don't, like, don't like the. Look I don't like the song. look of the boys in the band. Like the you know what I mean? Song. So, but maybe maybe it rocks. The, this is interesting because the first song is one minute and fifty three seconds. The second song is six minutes and fifty two seconds. Let's listen to the six minutes. No, no, absolutely. Come on, not. we were recommended the first song too. Uh, um, and here's I, the thing, though, it's gonna be. It could possibly be so wildly fucking different. We don't actually know if we like this, even if we like one track. I'll say this though: the looking at the other like the previous release from 2021 it's like 216 212 157 and then 439 okay so it seems like you know they're pl probably playing a fast heavy version of whatever they're doing and then they throw in like the obligatory sludgy long right. you know um as as invented by napalm death so long ago um so we're gonna listen to smoldering willows by pains off of uh what appears to just be like a two two song digital single That was Smoldering Willows by Pains off of Smoldering Willows slash The Suffering is the Point. How'd you feel about it? Some angular sort of d dissonant grind. Yeah. Not bad. No. Speaking of Napalm Death. Yeah. This doesn't sound a mile away from like their last few albums. Sure. And you know what I mean? Like since, well, the last few, we'll say like the last decade. And there's plenty of like... Prowler in the Yard era, Pig Destroyer yeah. in this. It, for it's, sure. kind of, it's definitely like a modern take on some shit. Well, this has a this has a lot of the the blast year uh, reaches of like the late two thousands, early twenty tens Death Wish catalog in it. Too. Yeah, and I'm not familiar with that. This has catalog. a lot of trap them in it. This has a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. enabler. Yeah. This has converge in it for mm -hmm. sure. This has Gaza in it. Yep. It has a lot of that kind of stuff in there too. This is kind of exactly what I expected it to be, frankly, when I saw like the, their self description and like the run times. And that stuff is kind of a, just a fucking hole in my knowledge base. I, this is a thing that would have hit me so hard when I was 18. I would have been, I would have loved this in like 
like 2008, I feel like if I saw this, I would be like, God damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. 2008, this is like... But there were a lot of bands kind of doing this sort of stuff that I just didn't pay that much attention to. Yeah. This was a hole that I, like, that I got deep in for a very short period of time. Yeah. It was, like, one of the... You know, it's it's black flannel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. serious black flannel, black jeans, black vans. Mm -hmm. uh, Power Trio is the appropriate setup for this. Again, big amps. Boutique, good amps. Big pedal board, right? Um, this is the other end of being sponsored by an IPA, by a craft IPA. This can also end up on like a fest that is like, you know, a Dark Lord Day style fest or something like that. Yeah. It's really well done. You know, it's like, it's it's slicker than I would prefer, but for what they're doing, like it it's right in the pocket. Um, it was done at, uh, at uh, looks like it was, oh, it was mastered at Bricktop and then recorded at Choir Room Audio, which I'm not familiar with, but Bricktop does a, a ton of recording, mixing, and mastering services for a lot lot of bands in this vein and like a lot of heavier hardcore yeah. metal and stuff so it was really well done um like i said it's like exactly where i expected it to be if i were 18 and i heard this i would probably have a regrettable dumb tattoo of this band's lyrics somewhere on my body hearing it at 33 doesn't hit me like it would have when i was a kid but it's perfectly competent this is just a thing that like doesn't really interest me anymore but if i see it live and it rips like yeah cool well, you know what i mean yeah, like, that's, that's, cool. that's just the thing i think that for me, this is kind of perfectly illustrating the point that, like, the classics don't ever fucking age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't listen to a ton of the newer Napalm Death. Right. They really haven't put out a bad record. I mean, a bad record since the late 90s. Yeah, for sure. But, like, you know, I want to hear the fucking riffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. this is all... Yeah. Yeah. So, whatever. This is fine. I would like to see this... I would... I'm not saying I'm, I'm. I'm like, oh fuck, Pains is playing in the app in Indianapolis. Right. Like, oh fuck, Pains is playing. Cool. I happen to be here. Sick. I heard this band's pretty good. Sure. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's there's a lot of bands that sounded like this twenty. I mean, fit 10, 15 10 to years fifteen ago. years ago for sure. And uh, played with some. Saw a no bunch. Doubt. Saw and a lot. Forgot almost all. Of them. <laughs> no doubt. Other than the other than the big names, I forgot most of the bands that I saw in basements vfw halls little bars that sounded like this that were opening up the uh you know the burning love show or the cursed mm -hmm. show or whatever there's a lot of this is definitely you get a, in 2009 you get a lot of acts like this opening up for cursed and shit like yeah that, yeah, you know yeah. What i mean yeah sure. but you know what i didn't forget from 2008 cursed world extermination <laughs> oh true <laughs> no no doubt dude. classic sound no doubt um okay cool let's uh all in all though Really, really good night. You know, we had a couple that uh, at the end there that didn't that didn't capture our attention as much, but nothing bad on the show tonight, right. which is also always uh, an achievement in my book and some genuinely great stuff. So yep. let's listen to uh, the couple messages that we've got. All right. So, fellas, just uh, wanted to chime in on your idea of the the big guy or the big man coming in. Uh, I liked your idea of like a Cthulhuette cult type thing. But my brain went straight to, like, a Bigfoot lurking in, like, the sewers and the back rooms of venues, you know, people following a giant footprint of, like, an Adidas or something. Or even better, like a like a giant gator situation. Somebody flushed a baby in a hardcore family, and then it grew into this giant monster and big man that's trying to take over the scene. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Cheers, guys. 
I think that's a good interpretation of big man. I like the idea of a sewer Bigfoot in general. A, su- a sewer, yeah, a sewer Bigfoot in general is great, but <laughs> the idea of a uh, like a, a baby of from a hardcore family, like let's say like a yeah. an aborted hardcore fetus. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Gets yeah. flushed into the sewer. Yeah, that what is that fucking? Well, it's it's basket case ask when he yeah you know. But there's also like, what's that fucking movie, man? It's like it's kind of one of the, it's kind of one of the alien alikes of the '80s, where it's like something gets flushed into the sewer and it becomes like a massive xenomorph-esque alien. But the name of the film escapes mm-hmm. me off the top of my head. It's a good, know. it's a good slasher from that era, but the name escapes me. Um, but I do like the idea of a flushed hardcore baby. I, I like the idea of just like. A matted, wet Bigfoot in the sewers. <laughs> yeah, like they they, they they can't hide in the forest yeah, anymore, so yeah. they go in the sewers. Yeah, that's not bad. And then they're just like belching turds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what that makes me that makes me think of too is the. Uh, I like the, I like the idea that all the mystique of Bigfoot is instantly evaporated when he's just a fucking muddy turd sucking mess <laughs> living in the sewers. It makes me think of, uh, it makes me think of, was it, I don't know, did it come out in, was it early 90s or late, like late 80s, right? Maybe 87 or 88. The fucking Ron Perlman, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. He lived in the fucking sewers. He did live in the sewers. I yeah. loved that he lived in the <laughs> sewers. He had like, he had like his weird, like, like, Cure, cure recording studio yeah. set up in the sewers. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It fucking rocked, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love that show when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, okay, cool. Some interesting ideas for the big man here. Much to consider. Um, let's, uh, we got one from, we got one from Will. It looks like Will's got a lot to say this week. Let's see what the, what his thoughts are. Hey, it's Will. I was thinking about last episode, I'm tying different threads together, but when you were talking about the big man trying to destroy the scene, and the youth crew style bands, uh, I think Steadfast was the name of it, um, sort of being like the Knights Templar or the Rosicrucians. Um, when I was listening to that, it made me think of uh, Children of the Corn and the idea that I think it was when they reached their 19th birthday uh, that they were sacrificed um, to placate he who walks behind the rose and so when i was thinking about when when you were um going down that thread that's what occurred to me and it made me also think about when one life crew was um when he said uh big daddy running the show i think he was actually referring to the big man trying to destroy the scene who's who's actually been running the show um, as perhaps evidenced by when you attended the Sick of It All um, Life of Agony show and you saw the caliber of people that came out to it, and it just made me think that maybe the children of the corn were onto something. Maybe you reach a certain point in hardcore, you offer yourself up for sacrifice to kind of avoid the trajectory, the path that takes you to being the type of dudes that come out um at that sick of it all show of course if we were to pursue this it would mean that uh me and both of you would need to die but um i guess what i'm trying to say is we should probably die we need to die 
Oh, I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> At some point. But not before I ruin the scene. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes, no doubt. Okay, I like I like that both of our calls are big man related. <laughs> big man. And, and from what I can see in the text messages, it looks like the big man really resonated. I think people. maybe the we hit something real. I know. I think like we're like, tapping into... Now we're going to start getting like, it's this is going to turn into coast to coast. This is like ancestral memory type yeah, shit. Yeah, we're think. like, holy shit, I remember yeah, yeah, one yeah. time coming out of a show... <laughs> And seeing the bushes rustle. <laughs> yeah, dude. And smelling matted turds. <laughs> and it was the big... I, I had to be the big man. <laughs> so I see you've brought up images of uh, Ron Perlman as Vincent in Beauty and the Beast. Here. <laughs> Look how silly that looks. Yeah, dude. The prosthetic is, uh, is fucking wild. I... <laughs> They barely have to do anything to him, honestly. I have I have such an unsophisticated sense of humor. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I am deeply amused by the stupidest things. One of my favorite personal jokes is to picture the greatest songs of all time, but the lyrics are just replaced with counting. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. Classic. Classic. Just yeah. counting, right? Yeah. Uh, literally counting. Right, yeah, just counting. Yeah, counting you know, so, sequentially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how high can you get right. in, like, uh, you know, how high can you get in, like, now we mentioned ELL turn to stone. Right, yeah. From 275. Sure. Try it. Yeah, give it a shot. Just sing. Just sing. To the melody. To the melody. Count. Count. <laughs> See how high you can get. Right. Yeah, sure. Right. Uh, I also like the idea of every single episode of Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Ends with this guy being relentlessly pursued and got this shit kicked out. Like I saw the picture was like, you know, this thing lives in the fucking sewer. He's real sensitive, right? right. He's got this babe with him, <laughs> yeah. right? They live in the sewer. They fucking got candles and roses and shit, sure. and they're hanging out. And somebody like every single episode. You know, she, like, climbs out of the sewer at fucking, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, and there's some fucking trash man throwing trash into the back of the truck, and he sees his babe climb out of the sewer. He's like, what's going on there? Yeah. You know? And then it ends with, like, the trash man finding Vincent yeah. in his lair, reading, like, Voltaire. <laughs> and they just fucking take it. Like, get this fucking freak! <laughs> just like, kick the shit out of him. Yeah, like, that's how it always ends. Like, other shit happens, right? Right, but at right? the end of every episode. Right, like, Vincent helps, helps somebody in his own secretive way. I don't know what the fuck this show is about. Right. Is it about that thing fucking that, or that hot chick? I don't know. He does fuck that hot chick, I'm sure. pretty sure he does. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> But, like, you know, he's helping people out and stuff, and then he's, like, hanging out and being the sensitive fucking Frankenstein monster that he is. And then here comes some, you know, fucking just local yinzer coming in to fucking put the wood to him. Because <laughs> yes. he saw him, like, because he saw him, like, secretly, like, you know, donating medicine to a children's <laughs> hospital. He's like, I saw this fucking thing hanging around the children's <laughs> hospital. Let's go get it. <laughs> Yeah, just every episode right. of Lynch Mob right. comes for this fucking they just, freak. They just can't get past the fact that he looks like a lion man living in the sewer, <laughs> no matter what good he does. I mean, it's a it's a it's a hard hurdle to overcome. I give so, him that. You know, next episode it's a quantum leap. He's in a different sewer or something. Dude, I uh, I'm gonna actually when I get home, I'm gonna see what streaming service if any has this available, and I'm gonna jump at, I'm gonna jump into it for the first time in my adult life, and I'm gonna report back next week on 
the kind of the tone and the plot points of uh, 1987's Beauty and the Beast uh, it looks television really, series. It looks really fucking weird. Oh, look, you can get the mask. Oh, shit, dude. I'm going to have to give me one of those. <laughs> we need to get those <laughs> we, masks. We got to get the Beauty and the Beast mask for sure. Yeah. Man. Although it won't look the same unless you have Ron Perlman's fucked up face underneath it because most of that is just Ron Perlman's face shape underneath it. There, it, it well, the general, the general shape of it is and the jawline, that's for goddamn yeah, sure. For sure. Um, okay, so uh, real quick, it's I'm reading Will this out Ferrell. of Will Ferrell. Yes, um, uh, I want to read this real quick because it's an addendum, a text addendum to Will's message. He said, "It's Will with an addendum to my voicemail. We could extend the age of sacrifice from 19 to 29, so devotees have time to develop their musical prowess before offering themselves up to Big Daddy running the show. Not a bad idea. I think in general, your idea of just uh, of like sacrificial offerings once you reach a certain age in hardcore is probably a pretty good idea." And yeah, I'm, 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 uh, you know, yeah, sure, I would get purged in that, but it is what it is. We we must do what we must do. I think that there should be more of like, um, it should be more of just like a hunt. The, yeah, that would be good. Or you have like, to like you got to fight in chance. Yeah, I was gonna say like you you must now you must go to the gauntlet. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. If you can get through the gauntlet. Right. Then you're all right. You're presented things like uh, like black skinny jeans and vans, right. and if you deny them, that's you know one point. You're offered all of the like every IPA, every craft brew that you could imagine is on tap in front of you for free, or you can get a co- a watered down Coke. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you take the Coke, there you go. That's another point in your favor. You, you're still. I I don't even fucking. I, I have such a hang up about ordering shit at a bar. Yeah, because you got you get a coke and then what you got a tip. What, I got a fucking you got a you? tip for the fucking coke. I know it's a whole fucking. I, thing. And, and, and the uh, only time I get shit at a bar, pretty much, is like if I know the bartender and they're just like, "Here, have dude, a coke." I will suffer. Yeah, I'll walk. I'll walk a fucking mile down the street. To I'll just go walk to the gas, to the gas station. station for sure. Yeah, I'll just go to the gas I, station. It's and so fucking outside. stupid that a grown man can't get over his own hang up take. Can I have a fucking water? <laughs> How does this work? The water's free, but am I supposed to tip you? I know. I have I, I have anxiety about it every time I do it, dude. I'm like, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah, I'm just like standing at the bar awkwardly. Like I, I don't want to wave anyone down. I just chug like a half gallon of water before I go to the bar. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, okay, in the text we have something very upsetting. Uh, looks to be a book called My Very My Very First ABC Punk Punk Book, um, and it's different bands for the letters of the alphabet. They've got Y is for Youth of Today, Z is for Zulu. Yeah, that sucks. I don't like it. It's the text the text that accompanies it simply dumb as hell. Yeah, it, it is dumb as hell. And then, is, honestly, yeah. If we are going to talk about sacrificing people, the big man, yeah, num- fucking number one, yeah, no, no doubt. Yo, it, yo, here's the thing. Full stop. Yeah. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Fucking kids. Yeah. Making kids shit with hardcore. Yep. Making cutesy fucking shit for, for with, with this sort of shit. Yep. Right. Trying to fucking bring in, you know, a softer. First in the chopping block. Yeah, no fucking... Legit, first on the chopping block. First in the chopping get block. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Make way. Uh, yep. You're going to get bulldozed. Yep. So get the fuck out while you still got a chance. The other image that accompanies this is like a Henry Rollins th- paper doll, and yeah. that fully accompanies... like It's it's in the it's, same category. It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Fuck it's you. terrible. Kill yourself. It's terrible. Um, I think the big man should do like the executions like, uh, you know, like with the elephant crushing somebody's head. Uh-huh. So you, you just take it up to the big man, and he just squishes yeah, your head. that's a pretty good idea. Right. Um, here we got one. Uh, Nate, the big man is probably you. 
As the straight edge Kurgan, it stands to reason that young edge bands are doing their best to keep you at bay, lest they lose their straight edge powers of supremacy as well as their heads. Food for thought. Also, pause this shit mid-song to say, no fucking way Strike Face is a real band. 110% someone garage banded this bullshit to, to, to troll the show. Know your tribe. Unity is the fucking vibe. Come on, man. It's, 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 it's a pretty intricate troll because they... For sure. I mean, there was, I don't know. Man. It appears to be a real band. Uh, however, the, the theory that you are indeed the big man, I think that's something we could explore trying, more. Trying to ruin the scene. That's something trying we could explore more, scene, dude. Yeah. I, that's, that could be true, actually. Um, whoa, we got a long one here from Mike. Mike, uh, my, I think we're Mike's only, <laughs> we're Mike's only other outlet other than like, uh, I don't know if he's still posts on Reddit or not, but okay. As D and D finds its way further into mainstream culture, I find myself forced into listening to high school students tell me their characters' backstories without realizing how mind-numbingly boring it is to listen to someone's cookie-cutter story of vague sadness that led to a life of adventure. The next time I hear a student tell me about how their character's motivation for doing good in the world stems from their mother being kidnapped and used in the cult sacrifice to tea. I'm going to ask them some follow-ups. How could your character ever hold a bladed weapon without being reminded of the thousand cuts their mother suffered as cultists slowly drained the blood from her body as she was shackled to an oak table? How did your character deal with the knowledge that their mother was probably roasted on a spit after having draconic runes carved into her tits? How were they able to carry on with life knowing their mother was probably brutally ravaged before being crucified upside down with a goblet of finely cut gemstones shoved into her pussy? <laughs> Wouldn't your character have some serious emotional issues after being plagued with the mental image of their mother's writhing body being torn in five different directions by chromatic heads, hearing her petrifying screams right up until the point where her flesh and tendons are split apart like the skin on a chicken breast? These kids don't understand what they're what they're saying the term cult sacrificed has lost all efficacy if you're not ready to describe your mother's screams as she's having molten steel poured across her naked flesh with hooded figures surrounding her then don't go throwing around terms like that and chances are your adventurer would permanently curl up in the fetal position the first time a psionic showed them any of those images but sure tell me more about the mountain troll you fought to save a village sounds riveting there you go so mike it just airing out some strong opinions i, I, I want to do a backstory of somebody who has got it in fucking spades. Uh -huh. Never had a fucking problem. Yeah. And just goes out there and whoops some fucking Yeah, ass. that's see, that's a good idea, dude. Just right. <laughs> you've had a charmed life and you parents just, fucking love me. Right. We were fucking rich. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but you're just ready to go out there and whoop ass. Look at this. Yeah. Right? Wife's got huge fucking cans. <laughs> She's hot as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm an elf, so it's gonna be this way for a long time. Sure. Right? I got it all. Right. Right. Yeah, I think that's good. No tormented no, characters. No tormented characters. <laughs> yeah. No one no one's struggling with themselves. Agree. Right? Okay, final text message of the night. Big man? Colossal man? Coincidence? Well, there you go. There's another tie-in there. There's more people accusing one of the two of us of perhaps being the big man himself. Um it's food for thought, certainly. We're not gonna give it away here, but it's something for you guys to consider. I will say that I, you know, I've had, according to the feedback of some people on the internet about some things that I've said in Colossal Man, there are young people that would probably view me as the big man that Steadfast spoke of. I'm the guy. Trying to ruin, <laughs> trying to ruin the scene. Yeah. Telling people how to dance. Yeah. You know, telling people how to look, how mm -hmm. to dress, what kind of music to play. To some young folks, I bet I am the big man. See, I don't want to just ruin the scene. I want to ruin everything. I want to ruin it all. Right. Yeah, I want to ruin. I want to. I want to take the. I want to. I, I want to take a fucking two by four upside <laughs> Vincent's fucking head. 
<laughs> yeah, I want to be in the I want to be in the lynch mob <laughs> that finally gets a hold of that fucking like, fucked and up then, mutant. Like they just they just give him a fucking solid beat. Yeah, just oh, just to the gut, you know what yeah. I mean? Just oh, <laughs> take that, you fucking yeah. creep! And he tries to act scary and roar at him and stuff, but they're yeah. not fucking having it. No man, right? <laughs> they're not fucking having it. They're just giving him fucking so gut like, shots you know, after gut shot. He does this a little bit, right? You know, shows his fangs and stuff, and right. he just fucking catches it. Catches one right to the grill. Yeah, dude, I, I really like the idea of them just fucking knucking <laughs> up with him, dude. Just giving him a left or right, you know right. what I mean? Just yeah. oh, oh. every episode, yeah, every episode, at some point, just kicking the maybe, shit out. Maybe, maybe you fucking change it up once in a while, and you start the episode with him getting the fucking. <laughs> Him getting the fucking ribs kicked in. <laughs> He's. I like the idea of like you know like him limping out of the hospital with like a fresh cast on, you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe or whatever. And then like they see like, hey, there he is, get him, you right. know. <laughs> right. And he like does a baseball slide down <laughs> into the sewer. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> it's like a dream. <laughs> Just like down in the sewer. Yeah, that's a show I would love to watch. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's enough food for thought tonight. Um, I know I personally, when I go home and watch Beauty and the Beast, I'm going to be wishing the entire time that every episode was end capped with uh, with this guy getting the shit kicked out of him. Um, Dude, what is the Beauty and the Beast poster <laughs> with some fucking <laughs> swastika? Why is there a fucking swastika on that poster? Number Are there, five, TV signed by artist and Ron Perlman. Are there Nazis in the Beauty and the Beast show? I don't know. Oh, man, dude, I can't wait to find out Wouldn't about it be this. be sick if the Nazis kicked the shit out of Be- Be- Beauty and the Beast? They like, that was the... <laughs> it was just fucking, like, jackbooted SS guys. Just yeah. like a... Hoo, hoo, hoo. Yeah, and everybody's like, yeah, you fucking get them. They're super happy, <laughs> you know? And what if he's not actually a lion man? His just face is always so swollen from getting his fucking <laughs> grill bopped right. <laughs> that he just doesn't have time for the swelling to go down. <laughs> Yo, I'm really excited to see how the fucking Third Reich plays into the plot of Beauty and the Beast. I am too. Uh, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna this report looks, in next week. This so. looks like total exploitation. It this does. Totally dude. looks like this. Totally looks like uh, she beauties and the Beast Men of yeah. the Third Reich. Or it looks like the one of those like fan art part posters that like the dude from like Guyana does. Yeah. You know, for like cult oh, movies for sure, and for shit. Sure, sure. It looks like that. It know? totally does. All right, cool. Well, uh, we've, <laughs> yo, I never imagined we would be discussing the Ron Perlman Beauty and the Beast on this How show. How many? There were like four seasons. It, it, it ran for a grip, yeah. I at remember, least a few seasons. I, I remember my mom maybe watching it. Yeah, I watched it when it was in syndication on, on, on uh, whoa, brother. Holy fuck. It's on Redbubble, so it's just like it's printed. Some, yeah, like, print to order. Yeah, yeah. Pro, yeah print to order. But, uh, yeah, I never thought we would be discussing this show on, on here, but yeah, I fucking, it was like in, sci- in uh, syndication on sci-fi when I was a kid yeah. in the 90s, and I would I would watch it anytime it was on, particularly at my grandparents, because I would always watch sci-fi over there, um, but I don't really remember anything about it other than him just skulking about in the sewers and like having uh, late night trysts with this babe. Yeah, so, and like it's like a fucking. He has like roses and shit. Yeah, he's like a gothic. Yeah, he's like fucking Roz Williams down in the sewer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like he's down there fucking eating some fucking slop. He's fucking popping a squat and laying a huge one. And he hears like boots rushing in through the sewers. He's gotta hurry up and finish wiping. And he goes fucking running. And, oh shit! It's the fucking trash man from the beginning. <laughs> Bop right over the head with the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, we'll, we'll see you next week.